hello. It is Tuesday, October 27th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA Podcast. Today's topics, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier for the UFC lightweight title might make sense for the UFC and Conor McGregor, but it doesn't make sense for anyone else in the lightweight division. Anderson Silva says he liked the family field of the UFC when it was under the rule of Fertitas, but honestly, it's the same as it is today. The Fertitas just convinced the fighters they were part of a family. I'll discuss that coming up. So the assumption seems to be that the UFC is going to make the upcoming Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight the for the vacant UFC lightweight title. No one has confirmed that, and the fight hasn't itself been confirmed. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, the fight does come to fruition, which I'm still not sure it's going to. And the UFC makes that fight, Poirier and McGregor fight, for the vacant UFC title. And let's just say, for the sake of argument, that the title is actually vacant, as opposed to what uh, Habib's Nurmagomedov's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, said, which he said it's not vacant. So I don't know if he's assuming that because Gaethje had the interim title that he's going to get the lightweight title or if he's assuming that Nurmagomedov is going to come back. Either way, it's probably a false assumption. So that's probably the safest thing to assume right now that the belt is vacant. So let's just say for the sake of argument again, it is Poirier McGregor for the UFC lightweight title. And we'll go from there. Does the fight make sense? No. From a from a competition standpoint, I don't believe it does because when's the last time McGregor fought at lightweight and won at lightweight? Been quite a while. So I don't think the fight makes sense in that way. Um, it would make sense to have someone that's been more active to fight for that title. Maybe you make it, you know, Poye, Gaethje, Poye, Ferguson, or, or something like that. That I don't think either of those is going to happen. And that reason is because the fight makes financial sense for the UFC and Endeavor. McGregor's the biggest name in the sport. And the odds of him not getting a title shot while the UFC is under financial strain and its parent company is under financial strain, more so the parent company than the UFC, the likelihood of that fight not being made is pretty slim if they can get McGregor to agree with it. And so McGregor agrees to it. Again, all assumptions. McGregor agrees to it. And then what happens? Say Poye, best case scenario for the UFC, I would say Poye wins. And the lightweight division just carries on. And then there's a lot of fights that can be made and probably made pretty quickly. Because you have a lot of op- a lot of options with Poye. Do you have a lot of options with McGregor? I don't know. I don't think so. And I don't think so for a couple reasons. The first reason is he's had two titles in the past, never defended either one of them. So that's a big question. Is he going to defend that title? How long has he been between fights? Sometimes not of his doing, sometimes because of his just not taking fights. So assume that he doesn't have any outside-the-cage problems. Is he going to defend that title? We don't know. We don't know. 
One thing we do know is that he spoke about this fight being more or less a preparation to box Manny Pacquiao. And which leads me to believe his eyes are on that boxing match and that boxing match is payday. So if he's still going to focus on that, if he win, even if he wins the UFC lightweight title, he's not going to defend it. So he's, it's going to sit there and, and need to be either an interim title made up or he'll need to be stripped if he's going to fight Pacquiao. So that's something the UFC really has to consider. And we know that the UFC's titles are trinkets that they give to the best fighter that, that at that fight card. Other people take them more seriously. Fans take them more seriously, and I believe some fighters take them more seriously. I think Poye would be a fighter who takes it seriously. I think Gaethje would be. I think Ferguson would be. I think Michael Chandler would be. There's a ton of fighters that would take this the UFC lightweight title as something much more seriously than McGregor has shown for the UFC belts. Like I said, never defended one. Why would we expect him to do so now when he's looking for a boxing match against Manny Pacquiao? And so that's the main reasons I don't think that that fight should be made a title fight. It, it, while it makes financial sense, it just throws everything into disarray and then it creates havoc with the other fighters. So say you the UFC books this fight and again, say McGregor wins. And I'm not picking sides here. I'm just using these as examples. Say McGregor wins and the UFC is reluctant to strip him, but he goes on to box because the UFC makes more money with McGregor boxing with less effort than it does booking him a fight card for the UFC because they just take theirs off the top. Don't have to do anything. It makes much more financial sense to allow him to box. So now, and again, they're reluctant to strip him. So you have about a year where the UFC lightweight division's just not moving. And something else to consider, and this might be one reason the UFC would make this fight and leave McGregor with the title, is that they don't have to pay someone else championship money to fight in the lightweight division then. So it saves them money. It hurts the other fighters who want to be making championship money but can't because the belt's around McGregor's waist and he has no interest in defending it. So financially, the McGregor fight makes the most sense for the UFC. It makes short-term sense for whoever he fights. It makes short-term sense for McGregor because he's going to probably move on and try and get that Pacquiao fight. And it hurts everyone else in the division and it holds the division up. So from a fighting standpoint, from a pure fighting standpoint, I don't want this fight to happen. I don't I don't want it to happen. I want to see Poirier fight for a title for sure. But I don't want McGregor to fight for the title because I don't think it's good for the other fighters in the division. I think it just jams everything up and creates havoc. And while that'll be great for McGregor because he loves creating chaos and being in the middle of it, why do, you, why do you want that to happen? And this was why Nurmagomedov did not want to rematch McGregor because he didn't want to give him the spotlight. Even if he beat him, even if he did what he did to him in the first fight, the spotlight would still be on McGregor, even for a little while. And Nurmagomedov did not want to allow that. 
And I appreciate that because I don't want to see it. I'm not entertained by it. There's too much baggage with McGregor at this point. Had it been much earlier in his career, before all the problems with the police and just being a fool, sure. But when he made that turn into just not a trash-talking figure and, and into an actual you know, criminal, that's when I, I, I kind of tuned out. And I have no interest in seeing him do what he does. It's just not entertaining to me. It's even less entertaining when he affects other people's paydays. So I don't want to see the fight. I think the UFC does. I think there's a lot of benefits to it for the UFC. But I don't want to see it. And I think those benefits to the UFC hurt the fighters more than it, than anything. And for the UFC, that's a plus. And that's sad. Anderson Silva is going to fight in what is he said is going to be his last fight for the UFC on Saturday when he faces Uriah Hall. And he spoke about the differences in the UFC since the sale from the Fertitas to Endeavor. And this is what he had to say. And this is from an MMA junkie story. I think the UFC changed for me when Lorenzo came out. Lorenzo tried to put inside the UFC the big family, and right now it's completely different. But I continue to fight inside the UFC because I have a lot of friends, and I feel the same family. But yeah, of course it's changed a lot when Lorenzo is not inside. And then he continued, I think Lorenzo and the Fertitta brothers, who were the owners of the UFC, the relationship with fighters was much more close, especially for me. I love Dana White, but Lorenzo and his brother were very close to the fighters and tried to make the UFC fighters part of the family. One of the things that... Lorenzo Fertitta was was a very good public speaker and a very good salesman for the UFC. He played the good cop to Dana White's bad cop, and he he played that role perfectly. Even if you knew he was selling you a bunch of BS, he spoke in a way that made you want to want to believe him. You believed him because you wanted to believe him. You wanted to believe this guy was telling you the truth. He never got at least in public. He never got overheated. He never got emotional. He spoke in a very even way and authoritative way, but not down to people. And I always thought that because of that, Fertitta should have done much more public speaking for the UFC than White did. Because White always came across as a buffoon to me. He was the clown. He was the clown they would run out there to yell and scream and act up. And then when things got difficult and they needed a real voice of authority, Lorenzo would come out, speak, calm everything down. Meanwhile, he had everybody fooled. There was no family. What kind of family makes fighters sign a one-sided contract and exploits them? But yet, the fighters actually believe this because you want to they wanted to believe that the Fertitas had their best interest in mind and in some ways perhaps that's true I believe that the locker room bonuses were much more plentiful under the Fertitas but again that was by design that wasn't a mistake the pay was still shitty and low the bonuses were arbitrary and you not you didn't always get one and near the end, when they were ramping up to sell, those bonuses became even more scarce. And I spoke to a fighter about that, someone who 
was uh, always up for these these bonuses. He said when younger, early in his career, and he's still with the UFC, he got much many more locker room bonuses than he did near the end of the Fertitta era. So again, that wasn't that wasn't something that was by accident. That was by design. The pay was still low. The UFC still took most, if not most, of the revenue and kept it. And there was some fishy dealings with um, loans and payouts. The Fertitta brothers got theirs before the UFC fighters got the crumbs. We know that. So that that they could convince the fighters that they were better for them than Endeavor is is pretty amazing to me because essentially it's the same. But because they glad-handed them, because they spoke nicely to them, the fighters believe that the Fertitas were on their side. And it's actually it's it's I don't think it's much more di- much different than it is right now with Endeavor because I think the only difference is they saw the Fertitas more. They knew the Fertitas were very interested in the UFC, but they were interested in the UFC because of their investments, not because of the fighters. But any good investor knows you take care of the product as, as, as best as you can, or you make the product, if it's humans, believe that you are taking care of it the best as you can. And that's what Lorenzo Fertitta was much, much, much better at than Dana White. Dana White cannot make the fighters believe that he has their best interest in mind. Lorenzo Fertitta did. White throws his fighters under the bus far too often and speaks to them, speaks down to them far too much for them to believe that he cares about them. Fertitta didn't do that. And again, great salesman, made you believe in what he was telling you. And I don't, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I enjoyed that, but I knew even I found, I knew he was lying, and even I would at times believe what Fertitta was telling telling the, the fans and the media and the fighters because he convinced you of that. Dana White doesn't do that. Endeavor doesn't do that. So I guess I can understand this in some ways, but these, these fighters step back and look at it. What they had, got, have now, the business first aspect with, under the Endeavor rule, is the exactly the same thing that the Fertittas did. They set this up. They designed the pay scale. They designed the way fighters can be cut without any any repercussions. They designed all of this, and then they sold it. They handed it over. There's no difference. None. And I hope other fighters see that. There was no good old days. None. The fighters got paid less. Maybe they got treated a little better on the surface. But the big picture, they still got treated poorly. They just believed that they were were getting treated better. And maybe some fighters like Silva and Cormier did benefit because they were the big breadwinners for the UFC. But they didn't benefit themselves as much as they benefited the Fertitas and the UFC. So I hope that the other fighters realize that they were they they weren't part of a family. They were part of a business just like they are now. They were being taken advantage of, just like they are now. So, just because someone's nice to you doesn't mean they have their best interest in mind. And not a lot to talk about today, so just two topics. And until tomorrow, everyone stay safe.